Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I'm talking to you about Hearthstone as I am. Well, I'm st- I'm on my lunch break. I'm not driving home from work. I might have to start walking around like uh, like Blister Guy does, does just to get some uh, some ambiance here. I'm kind of in my windowless office right now in the house, uh, my streaming lair, as it were. But uh, you know, the show must go on, as it were, and and I hope that you're all safe and, uh, you know, staying away from, from all the stuff that's going on. But we do have something to look forward to tomorrow, which is uh, Ashes of Outland is coming out. And so I've been hard at work theory crafting a whole bunch of decks. And I'm going to try to get through as many of them as I can, and I think you'll have to... I mean, this this is always kind of a rapid-fire episode anyway. Usually I'm driving home and I have like 35 to 40 minutes, um, and I sometimes end up doing a couple laps around the... Uh, a couple of laps around the, the neighborhood when I get back. Um, this is... It's a little bit different. I mean, what's nice is that I actually have the list in front of me, so I don't have to, like, try to sneak glances on on my phone that's on the, the um, charging stand or whatever and try to remember things. And if I have to look up a card, I can look up a card. Um... But I'm, I'm going to go pretty quickly through some of them, and then we'll talk in more detail about the ones that are more interesting. We're trying to get through as many as we can. Um, I will also have links to everything from uh, Hearthstone Top Decks in the show notes. So if you didn't catch something, there will be links with everything, and there are codes at, on the Hearthstone Top Decks page as well. So, uh, you know, feel free to, to go click through those. Don't feel like you have to write everything down or whatever. And I'll probably be tweeting all this stuff out at some point this afternoon, too. Um, as far as ladder is concerned, I met like Diamond 2. I've been bouncing back and forth with a combination of like Highlander Mage and Resurrect Priest and um, some Galakron Warlock. I, I feel like the, the meta shifts so much that it's kind of it, it's a little bit difficult. The, the Highlander Mage is what I'm with right now. I was trying Resurrect Priest because HS Replay was saying it was really good and then of course, I would run into control warriors and uh, and rogues and stuff like that as soon as I would do that. So, um, but you know, that, that's I I would love to get to legend before the set drops, but I'm also not killing myself. And it does feel better only having the 15 stars, only having the three stars per rank. It does feel like it's a little bit more yo yo-y once you're at um once you're above diamond five or wherever your 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 stars run out because you know, a couple losses in a row and you're dropping and a couple, lo- a couple wins in a row and you're, and you're climbing. And it, it, it feels a little bit more volatile, but I, I don't think that it really is. It's just, you know, the number that's showing up, like it doesn't really, it, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Um, it, it's just a matter of how, what your progress is, but I, I feel like my progress has been reasonably good. I, I've been kind of tilted at times, not going to lie. I think it's also pretty hard to um, to play optimal Hearthstone with everything that's going on, and and I think that it, and I think that the MMR matchmaking is also makes it feel a little bit harder than it is, just because you may not be used to playing against people who are at your your rank consistently, as opposed to just people at your skill level consistently, as opposed to the same rank as you, which is not always the same thing. Um, I will say that the uh, Andrew and I recorded the second part of the Happy Hearthstone card review. On Saturday, that should be out um, for today for for Happy Hearthstone patrons. It'll be out tomorrow for everyone. And uh, we had a really good conversation about the ranked ladder and, and mindset at the beginning of that episode too. So I would I, I always recommend that you go listen to the card reviews because I'm going to talk about everything in much more detail than I am here. But certainly that particular episode, 
you'll probably want to check out if you're if you're finding the ladder challenging. But that that's enough of that. Let's we got a lot of decks to talk about, so let's get into it. So just one other disclaimer before we get started. Like I'm not terrible at building decks, but I'm definitely not the world's greatest built deck builder. So um, these are not, I, I wouldn't spend any dust on these. As usual, I would say wait for two weeks after the set releases, usually after the first Vicious Syndicate uh, report comes out. That's usually when it's safe to start crafting stuff. That probably goes double. Uh, given the, the duplicate protection, you're going to get more cards, but you're also probably going to have less dust as a result of that from the packs that you open. So uh, do be careful with what you're, with what you're crafting. Um, don't, I certainly wouldn't dust anything right away until we see what's good. Cause you're never going to open that again. And, um, don't, you know, if, if you can't build one of these decks, I would say, be careful with what you craft, pay attention to your, to your dust budget. There are going to be some cards that look like safe crafts day one that may not see play later. So just be, you know, if you have a lot of dust, then that's something you can be a little bit more liberal with. If you don't have a lot of dust, then try to just build with what you have and try to make substitutions as best you can, but do not. Do not use these as like, you know, a, a definitive guide. These are just my theory crafts without being able to test anything. And I very often get things wrong and sometimes, you know, sometimes disastrously. So, you know, just take that as it will. So before we get into more detailed discussions of some of the lists, um, there, there are some decks that are going to be almost identical with only a couple of minor card changes. Um, so I want to go through those rapid fire first just to kind of get those out of the way. Um, Galakron Rogue and Dragon Hunter, I, I didn't really see any reason to change anything. Those are still fine. There may be one or car one or two cards that you want to try, but I didn't really want to spend a whole lot of time on either one of those because they're pretty, they're pretty refined. They'll be pretty good choices for day one as is right now without, um, I mean, unless uh, Galakron Rogue, some of the lists run Zilliax, but I think they've already starting, started to get cut Zilliax and Snip Snap. So you can just find other things to put in there. I think some people have been running bad luck albatrosses, but those will both be really good choices. If you if you just want to climb and and be a, a no fun person on day one, then you can take those. Um, Galakron Warrior, the the current version, at, lost stuff in the Hall of Fame changes with Acolyte going away, but the current version that's there doesn't really change. Um, I the only change I made to it was swapping out Frenzied Felwing from one of the latest lists for Bladestorm, just because that does a good job of like procking um, bomb wranglers and and stuff like that and being able to leave minions damaged but not dead except for one um, that you can then copy with uh, with a Bloodsworn Mercenary or, or proc a Battle Rage, stuff like that. Um, Resurrect Priest is going to lose Cloning Gallery, Zilliax, and Mass Hysteria. Um, I have a list that, um, swap, that puts in Reliquary of Souls in place of the Zilliax. We talked about that in detail in the card review, but it's another lifesteal minion. And either either half is good. The front half is uh, fatigue protection. If it gets if it gets um, resurrected a few times, and uh, the back half is just a, a really good minion that's going to protect your face and, and heal you. I've also got copies of Psych Split and uh, Shadowward Ruin. Shadowward Ruin. I'm not sure if it's good enough, but we're gonna try it. Um, it might be well. It might be relevant to put a Soul Mirror in because your your res pool gets polluted eventually anyway. Um, and Psych Split is. I, I'm trying them both with both with Grave Rune and Psych Split. I think you probably only run one or the other, um, or maybe one of each, at, at by the time that you hit the list refined. But I kind of want to experiment with both. So, um, Quest Druid is going to lose uh, Word Druid Lodi, uh, Flavidinous Floop, and Ferocious Howl. I'm putting in copies of Bogbeam, um, Archspore. Oh gosh, I have to pronounce this name now. Mischiffin. <laughs> 
Oh, good grief. And uh, Kael'thas. Kael'thas has already been trying that deck, and I think it's probably good enough now that you have the room for it. Um, Bogbeam is three mana, do three damage to a minion, costs zero if you have at least seven mana crystals. If we're running Kael'thas, we want cheap spells. Also, um, three damage to a minion is relevant because you usually have to get stuff out of the way and, with, and you usually don't want to use your Wrath too early if you can help it. And you get to seven mana crystals pretty quickly in that deck. So I, I figure that the Bog Beam might be worth trying. The, the buff card I don't think is good enough in this deck, but Bog Beam is something worth experimenting with, I think. Um, <clears throat> Embiggen Druid is going to lose Zilliax, Leroy, and Snip Snap. Um, I put in the Sarah Unleashed. This is something that some, some lists have tried. Um, you may at that point want to put in a Frizz. I don't think you need it, but you could. Um, Ysera doesn't get, in doesn't get increased above 10 anyway. So you, I've seen some lists experimenting with it and it seems okay. And then, um, two copies of Marsh Hydra, which is the, the seven mana, seven, seven beast with rush that after it attacks adds an eight cost minion to your hand. I mean, that, that kind of has a built in curve for it, right? Like you're going to be able to play an eight drop and Marsh Hydra is not going to be, get stuck with your hand. And, and I mean, if that gets cheated out with strength and numbers, you're still getting the value and you get, you get the seven, seven or, or nine, nine or 11, 11, depending on how many times you've been picking. So that, that, that seems like a good, a good fit for the deck. <clears throat> Again, all these are pretty close as they were. There's not, it's not losing a whole lot. Um, so those are, those are what I think those should look like. Um, so the other, the other list with minor revisions is Galakron Warlock. Um, which is losing the mechs and uh, Lord Godfrey. It's losing Snip Snap and Zilliax and Lord Godfrey. So I put in um, one copy of Kaladon the Breaker, which is the three mana battle cry, destroy a minion if drawn this turn, destroy all minions except for that one. It seems like a reasonable replacement for um, for Godfrey. Um, I put in one evasive worm just to get an extra dragon in there. Um, and, you know, getting a little bit of extra removal that, that replaces the rush of Zilliac seems good. And then in the last spot, I put one copy of Shadow Council, which is the one mana spell, replace your hand with random minions, give them plus two, plus two. Um, again, you're playing double sacrificial, sacrificial pact, so you might need healing. You kind of get to the end of the game, and sometimes you just have a, a handful of junk, and you're running out of options, and you just need stuff. And sometimes that stuff could be random demons, or if you have a handful of stuff that just isn't doing anything for you, it might be, you know, a, a Hail Mary. I, I, a lot of people are looking at this as, as a meme card, and I think it's a little bit better than that. It's probably still a meme card, but it might have value in some of those decks that are just need that extra oomph to get over the line sometimes. And Galakron Warlock feels like that one of those. So I feel like it's worth trying. It might just be better off as, like, literally any other card, but... Um, you know, this is the time to experiment, right? So, all right. So now we're going to go into, um, some of the decks that have needed more major revisions because they've lost a whole bunch of cards or they, it, that either they've lost a number of cards or they've lost cards that, um, that were key to the deck that make you have to, um, rethink your approach. So we'll start with Highlander Mage. Um, this list is going to have one Arcane Breath, one Evocation, which is, uh, the, the new legendary mage spell that fills your hand with random mage spells that get discarded at the end of the turn. Um, one Ray of Frost, uh, one Astromancer Solarian, who's the prime, the prime version, plays five random mage spells. Um, one Encantress Flow, which discounts your whole deck, all, all the spells in your deck. One Scar, Star Scryer, which is a two mana three one that with Death Rattle draw spell. Um, Arcane Intellect, Frost Nova, Arcane Keysmith, Conjurer's Calling, Malagos Aspect of Magic. Blizzard, Dragoncaster, Reno the Relicologist, Power of Creation, 
Tortolan Pilgrim, uh, Caligos, Puzzle Box, The Amazing Reno, and then the neutrals are um, Doomsayer, Moarg, Artificer, which says all, which are the two mana two four, all minions take double damage from spells. Um, Zephyrus, Frozen Shadow Weaver, which is a three mana four three battle cry, freeze an enemy. <clears throat> uh, Bone Wraith, Escape Mana Saber, uh, Twilight Drake, Cartoot Defender, Siamat, Alexstrasza, and Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. So we're, we're kind of accounting for the fact that uh, we don't have Puzzle Box anymore. So, uh, not Puzzle Box, we don't have Pocket Galaxy anymore, so we kind of need to bring the curve of the, of the deck down a little bit because you're not going to be able to have those ridiculous turns and just kind of uh, making it a little bit you know, a little bit smoother. There's it's still a lot of ha- of high end to this deck. I mean, the dragon caster is still a thing that can cheat out a puzzle box or a power of creation, and those are those are still very strong swing turns. You still have Reno the Relicologist as a as a clear. You still have Zephyrus and, and Dragon Queen Alexstrasza, and then just kind of trying to draw through your deck in other ways. You're losing um, you're losing Book of Specters, so Star Scryer can kind of get a spell out of your deck, and you don't you don't run that many. And then Evocation is another way to get a big swing turn. Like, eventually, you're just going to kind of run out of stuff, and then you evocation, you get a whole bunch of stuff that you can do in a turn, right? And maybe you try to stick that with an escape mana saber on board to be able to get the extra mana out of it and get a full 10-mana turn. And, and Morag Artificer <coughs> is good with the Blizzard, and it might be worth running a Flame Strike in here now that I'm looking at it uh, as well, but you'll you'll get some of those board clears off of evocation, off of uh, Caligos. Um, you're not going to have the, the uh, Fire Tree Witch Doctor anymore, um, so, you know, there's still a little bit of room. Highlander lists are always going to be a little bit, um, a little bit fluid. And I, I mean, I'm even talking through it and I'm already seeing some things that maybe you could change. So, um, but again, I don't know how good Highlander Mage is going to be until we get another set, just because there's a lot of powerful stuff in here, but I don't know if you really have enough to make it as strong as it was, uh, with Pocket Galaxy, but I mean, Pocket Galaxy is kind of a stupid card, so we shouldn't be doing that anymore. So we'll move on to Cyclone Mage, which is, um... Which again is losing Mountain Giant and a couple of the other support cards, um, especially Elemental Evocation, which is kind of a big deal. Um, but I think it's still viable in this in this meta. It's going to be mostly Mage cards. Um, you're going to run two copies of Elemental Allies, one Evocation, two Magic Trick, two Mirror Image, two Ray Frost, two Violet Spellwing, uh, Astromancer Solarian, uh, two Encounters Flows, two Cagar, two Mana Cyclone, two Sorcerer's Apprentices, two Arcane Amplifiers, uh, Chinvala, Conjurer's Calling. Animated Avalanche, two Animated Avalanche, two Mana Giant, um, Zephyrus the Great, and Siamat. So we still have a fair number of Elementals in here. Um, we we still have the Violet Spellwing. We still have um, the Arcane Amplifiers, Chanvala, Animated Avalanche, and Mana Giant are all ele- Elementals, as are Zephyrus and Siamat, which is why they're both in the deck. Um, you do get to, you have a bunch of one-cost spells. You get to make those all free with one copy of the Encanter's Flow. You also make the other Encanter's Flow free. And then, um, and then you get to use those with the Mana Cyclone. Again, not sure how good this is going to be. This might be a little bit trickier. You might need some other some other cheap spells. Maybe you have a couple too many minions in the deck. You might need to cut like the animated avalanches. Um, but uh, you also need the elementals in order to draw the spells, right? So, uh, you know, it, it's kind of got that synergy there, but it might be a little bit tougher to pull off without the elemental evocation being able to definitely cheat out the Mana Cyclone at the end of the turn. Okay, next we have a Murloc Paladin. Um, two copies of Imprisoned Sungill, which is the one mana, two, one Murloc that's dormant for two turns. And when it awakens, you summon two, one, one Murlocs, um, two hand of a doll, which is two mana, give a minion plus two plus two, draw a card. Murger McGurgle, which is the prime divine shield. And then it shuffles the prime who summons four random Murlocs with divine shield. Um, Sir Finley, basically just cause he's a, he is a Murloc. 
Um, Underlight Angling Rod, after your hero attacks, add a random Murloc to your hand. Uh, two copies of Consecration, two copies of Tip the Scales, and then your ne your neutral Murlocs, Grimscale Oracle, Murloc Tidecaller, Mermi, Toxfin, Bluegill Warrior, Fish Flinger, Cold Light Seer, Murloc Warleader, and Felfin Navigator, which is the four mana, four or four that gives all your other minions, pl uh, Murlocs, plus one, plus one. Um, pretty straightforward. You don't have Prismatic Lines to tip out, to cheat out the Tip the Scales, but it's still good refill, so it's worth playing there. Um, it is worth noting that the Prime is bad if you tip it out, as opposed to playing it, but I mean that's just kind of the risk that you take, and sometimes you're just going to get the the front half of it out of the tip of the scales anyway. Um, you're still running Sir Finley because he's a Murloc. Um, you probably are not going to get the um, are probably not going to get the proc off of it too often. Um, but if you if you draw it after a tip of the scales, you or you or you manage to tip the scales and not play it, you might. Um, it's not really going to be as relevant. You don't run Zephyrus just because. I don't think you're gonna you're gonna get that late. Getting to turn eight is really like that's a that's gonna be more of a hail mary than a win than a general win condition now. So, and then you're gonna have the tip, the consecration just kind of to clear some stuff out of the way to let your Murlocs get through. Um, again, it's it's it could be good. The 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 weapon's kind of a wild card. I'm not sure how that's gonna go. And the hand of a doll just gives you a little bit of extra draw and, and buffs the minions. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's a Murloc Paladin. I don't know how good it's going to be or not, but that it's, it's probably the best that we're going to be. So next up we have a Highlander Hunter. Uh, all these are one, one copy, obviously, uh, Dwarven Sharpshooter, Tracking, Corrosive Breath, Freezing Trap, Pack Tactics, which is the new secret that, um, get, when a friendly minion's attack created a 3-3 copy. Um, Face Stalker, Animal Companion, Desert Spear, Diving Griffin, Kill Command, Primordial Explorer, Stormhammer, Unleash the Hound, Zixor, Apex Predator, which is the new Prime. Uh, the back half is uh, summons three copies of itself and starts as a 4-4 rush. Um, Dra Dragon Bane, Rottenest Drake, Varanus, Dino Tamer Brand, Blazing Battle Mage, Fairy Dragon, Zephyrus the Great, Escape Mana Saber, Evasive Feywing, Frenzied Felwing, uh, Maya of Shadowstorm, Shadow Song rather, uh, Boom Pistol Bully, Faceless Corruptor, Evasive Worm, Siamat, and Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. So we're, you know we're taking out some of the cards that are rotating. Uh, we're working in some other Dragon synergies, <clears throat> kind of preserving the Dragon synergies that were already there because we don't really have any new ones. So we still have kind of the Stormhammer and Corrosive Breath uh, synergies. Um, I, I I feel like Pack Tactics is good enough that you want to run a Face Talker package, which is why I put in the Freezing Trap as well. And Zixor is a very good card that's just going to be in every hunter deck. Um, so I, I feel like that's, and, and my I'm not sold on my but I feel like that's a kind of a gen, a generically good neutral that probably ought to be in a tempo based Highlander deck like this. So, you know, that's, that's kind of my thought process for the Highlander hunter. Okay. So token druid, um, two, these are all two copies except for the legendaries, uh, acorn bearer, tree enforcements, power, the wild shrub, a deer bees, um, one copy of Blessing of the Ancients, which probably should be two now that I'm looking at it. Um, Savage Roar, Garden Gnome, Soul of the Forest, Aeroponics, An Anubisath Defender, Force of Nature, Glowfly Swarm, which is the new spell that creates a 2-2 uh, Glowfly for each spell in your hand. Goru the Maitri, the Forest Aid, Cenarius, and uh, Shuma, which is the, is the only neutral, neutral in the deck, just because it seems to fit. In a token list, maybe that should be a second blessing of the ancients, especially given the glowfly swarm. There's there's arguments for both, but you have a number of cheap spells that you can use. You generally hold the spells before you're going to play the minions, so you do have the glowfly swarm. The glowfly swarm costs five, so it activates both the garden gnome and the anubisath defender. 
Um, there's, there might be an article, an article, an argument for running a steel beetle in here too, but I think that's probably a little bit too slow for a deck like this. The scenarius is also, I'm, I'm like a little bit questionable on the top end scenarius. It may be too slow as all, as well. That might, that probably should just be a second blessing in the ancients, but it could be that you have, you know, that the meta might slow down enough that scenarius would be good refill. I mean, especially if you can use it to follow up a forest aid. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's probably a reason we don't run scenarius now, but we also have more options in a six set meta than a four set meta. So some of the top end cards are a little bit, are, are a little bit swappable. I probably are going to take out one of the, one of the top end legendaries for another copy of blessing of the ancients. I would also bring the, the cost of the deck down. Um, but I, I think the glowfly swarm is worth looking at just because it, it does have those synergies with the big spells, um, along, you know, so it, you know, with the garden gnome and the Anubisath. And then it's also working with a lot of spells that you tend to hold. So I think even though it's going to be not as good as as um, Whispering ones, I think that it should still give you a decent-sized board and and still be able to to generate some tokens for you. that you And them being two twos instead of one ones is, is actually relevant. All right, so next up we have a Galakron quest shaman. So we've got two copies of Mutate, uh, Corrupt the Waters, which is the quest. Um, two Sludge Slurper, two Evil Cable Rat, two Licensed ad Adventurer, two Novice Engineer, two Questing Explorer, two Sandstorm Elemental, two Botstrock Clacker, which is the three mana 3-3 three, three that transforms adjacent minions that cost one more, um, two Devoted Maniac, Sky General Crag, Barista Lynchin, two Faceless Corruptor, two Shield of Galakron, two Corrupt Elementalist, uh, Kronks, the Lurker Below, which is the six mana 6-3 six, Legendary that deals three damage to any minion, and if, if it dies, repeat on one of its neighbors, and then Galakron. So pretty similar to the list that was there before. Um, we are putting in all of the quest cards. I don't know if those all got run, but they they should be now just because we have fewer options. Because we're losing um, we're losing things like Bog Slosher in particular that would generally be a, a staple of the list. Though a lot of the battle cries would still be in there, but things like Former Champ, Giggling Inventor, those kinds of of good um, late game battle cries are not going to be in there. So you have you need to have other things to do. Um, the box drop clacker is good because a lot of these minions are going to be small, so you get to upgrade them. You get to upgrade them twice if you um, if you have the the quest complete. Uh, you know, I mean, we all remember the evolved desert hair meta. There might be an argument for desert hair, but I think that six mana or eight mana with a um, eight mana with the hero power is a little bit much. But there is an argument for trying to run desert hair in this. Um, but I think if you're doing that, you're probably not running the Galakron. Like if you're running, if you're running a non-Galakron quest shaman, which there is an, op, an you know, the ability to build, um, then you would probably want to run desert hairs and and other other of the minions like the one that summons the one one elementals that freeze. You probably want to have some of those um, to to kind of build up wide boards. You might be running bloodlust and something like that. I didn't build that, but that's something that you could. I'll leave that up as a um, as an exercise for the listener, as it were. All right, so now we get to uh, where I was trying to build a control warrior, and I kind of landed on a bomb warrior just because we don't really have enough control tools, but we do have the bombs. So, and bomb warrior was a very good uh, deck in the last four set meta that we have, so it might be good enough in this four set meta. Um, so we have two shield slams, two whirlwinds, one copy of Corsair Cash, which says, which is a two mana spell. It says draw a weapon, give it plus one plus one. Uh, two Frightened Flunkies, two Clockwork Goblins, two Shield Blocks, two Omega Devastators, two Restless Mummies, two Wrench Calibers, two Brawls, two Plagues of Wrath, two Scrap Golems, which are the five mana, four or five with Taunt and Death Rattle getting armor equal to this minion's attack, Armegadillo, Blastmaster Boom, two copies of Tomb Warden, two Horde Pillagers, and Archivist Elysiana. So you're not going to have Dr. Boom. Um, I'm not sure if this has enough armor, generator, armor generation in it, but I think between the... the 
the shield blocks and the scrap golems, you should be okay. Especially because you'll get more scrap golem, more scrap golems. That's a fun thing to say. Um, off of the frightened flunkies, some sometimes at least. And um, you know, I, I when I saw Corsair Cash, and I my thought immediately went to Wrench Caliber, just because being able to draw that out of your deck when you generally need it early, and also being able to give a plus one plus one. Um, is is very good. Horde Pillager is a tech that uh, my friend Zoroshio from Hero Power has been big on building uh, Bomb Warrior in the last meta because Horde Pillager is kind of better than the um, than Augmented Alec just because it gives you um, it, it lets you regenerate the weapon and get two more swings with it, whereas usually you're only shuffling one bomb in with the Alec unless you really high roll. I'm not sure if Alec rotates or not, but um, but Horde Pillager is a card that is very good in a Bomb Warrior just because it gives you the, that many more bombs. And there's probably still going to be Highlander decks. So Bomb Warrior could be well positioned in this in this meta. Um, the rest of it is just kind of good control tools. Um, again, I don't know how good this is without Dr. Boom. You do need to run the Whirlwinds um, specifically for activating the Plague of Wrath. That's why those are there. Um, there may be better things you could do. You might, I mean, I don't think you necessarily want to, well, even Dragon Moss Scorcher, I think, is a uh, is rotating. So the, there may be, you know, there might be an argument to run, to run like a risky skipper to to activate it, but then that you're talking about a three card combo, so whirlwind's just like a little bit more straightforward to to make sure that you're getting that plague of wrath off. But you know, there's always also trading and stuff like that that you can do. Um, but it's going to be a little bit harder to activate the plague of wrath. But you know, you're you're going to run your you're going to run your clears right. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But without warpath, is definitely going to be a lot. Okay, so next up is Quest Hunter, and Quest Hunter got a lot worse with um, with the loss of Leroy because Leroy and Unleash the Hounds was pretty much the win condition. But I think I might have found a sneaky way to make it a little bit better. So with some of the new cards that we got, so um, we've got uh, one copy of Clear the Way, um, two tracking, one Unseal the Vault, which is the quest. Um, two scavengers ingenuity, which, um, says draw a beast, give it plus three, plus three is a two cost spell, um, two quen hench clan hogsteed, two licensed adventurer, two questing explorer, two desert spear, two driving, two diving griffin, sky general crag, um, one copy of six or apex predator. We talked about that in highlander hunter, um, two mock lion, which is the format of five, two rush battle cry, gain, a, uh, choose a friendly minion, um, gain a copy of its death rattle, two tundra rhino, two savannah hymene. Two Swarm of Locusts, Varanus, and Beastmaster Leorox. So the way that I'm envisioning the end game of this deck is that you assemble a hand with Leorox, Tundra Rhino, and then two other two other beasts, and then you play Leorox on ten mana. You hero power, and then you um, you go face. This should have a Shuma in it, actually. Um, it, it might, I'm not sure what we're taking out for Shuma, but there, there definitely should be a Shuma in this deck, um, just to be able to finish that off. And, and I think we still do have an, we still do have enough value for clear the way. Um, it might be that we're, you know, I'll have to, I'll have to look at this. I might revise this to try to work a Shuma and you might not need the Shuma either, but it is good having that, that kind of last minute, um, push. So I'll have to look at that again and make sure that. Shuma should be in there. It might be when we take the crag out for Shuma. Actually, I'm going to make that. Well, I can't make that change now because Hearthstone top decks is being annoying, but um, I, I will probably make that change before I post the list. Um, 
But yeah, I think that the the Leorox Tundra Rhino, and this is credit to Andrew for giving me this idea when we were doing the card review. The uh, the Leorox Tundra Rhino, a bunch of bit, bunch of mice charging in. Wing condition kind of replaces the the Leroy Unleash, and then you can still use the Unleashes as you know both minion generation and for uh, you know another charge to follow that up or or to to push some damage early and not have to rely on holding that for wing condition. So I kind of like this this. Um, approach to it. It might be that we have to refine some of these things a little bit. Um, also, the the Zixor, um, you can't really do that with the Beastmaster Leorox, but if you can, um, if you can buff that with the Scavenger's Ingenuity, um, that can get pretty sick too. If you can, even in just getting like one of them, or if you can just like play out the, um, you know, get those on board and then and then somehow get the Tundra Rhino out or get a Tundra Rhino to stick, you know, th- those types of things. That's not going to happen often but that's still some sort of a, of a win condition for that deck. So I, I'm a little bit, I like quest hunter. It's probably my favorite hunter list, which is, I mean, a low bar, but, uh, <laughs> but um, I think this, this feels a little bit more viable in a way that it, it hasn't been since Leroy wrote. Okay. And the next up is uh, zoo warlock. And, and with the introduction of dark Lair, which is the three mana, three, four demon that says after your hero takes damage, refresh two mana crystals. I wanted to go back to the way that we were building zoo um, in the old Doom meta, which is more of a self-damaging build with uh, Neferse- Neferseth Thrasher and Disease Vulture. Um, so this this is kind of where I, I ended up with, with that. So we have um, two Flame Imps, two Sinister Deals, two Void Walkers, um, two Abusive Sergeants, two Rocket Og Merchants, which are the one mana 2-1 that um, deal one damage to a minion and give it Rush. Um, two Evil Genius, two Direwolf Alpha, two Evil Cable Rat, or one evil cable rat, two knife juggler, two imprisoned scrap imp, which are the um, dormant for two turns, two mana three three. When it awakens, give all your minions in your hand plus two plus two. Um, camera that Ebonlock, which is the prime. You have uh, two dark lairs, two evil recruiters, two Neferset thrashers, two disease vultures, and a sea giant. Now, I'm not sure if this is good. I, I wanted to make sure I had enough one drops in there at least, and this has a-, a bunch of twos. And I don't know if the dormant minion works in here, but I can't see where else it's going to work. Um, so I wanted to try it in a deck like this. Um, you don't really have the self-sacrificing minions and you don't have, you don't have the, um, scarab eggs anymore. So the whole, and you lost Grim Rally. So you kind of have to rethink the way that you're doing zoo and you can't rely on, on board buffs, but you do get the hand buffs, right? With the, um, with the, with the scrap imps. So that might be something that you might take a turn off you know, against a slower deck, or you might even find it just a turn to slide that in and then be able to, to buff up the rest of your hand. Um, I, I think the rocket Og merchants are really important to be able to, um, to be able to, to get rush on the minions. There's also probably a magic carpet build that would go heavier on the one drops and, um, we cut some of this stuff, but I, I do want to, I did want to try like the, um, the self damaging with the dark player. Cause you can get um, you can get a fair amount of, of value out of that hero power. But again, this might not be the right way to build it, but I wanted to take a shot at it at least. Okay, so now we get into the stuff that is... Um, that's completely... I, I don't want to say completely new, necessarily, but it's um, it's definitely pushed by the set, right? Like some of the things that are inspired by the set. I mean, clearly Demon Hunter is going to be new. I only have one Demon Hunter deck for you. And, and a lot of the reason of that is I was really, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not feeling Demon Hunter. I know I'm in the minority there. Um, it feels like a much, I know that there's a way to build it kind of a controlly way. I, I do not get excited by aggro decks, as you know, 
if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time. Um, and I don't really know what to do with the, the big demon variant because it just seems like, it seems like there's like a lot of individually powerful cards, but I don't see how to build a deck out of them. So I'm going to leave those to, to, uh, to smarter people, I guess. But I did kind of look at what we were doing with an aggro demon hunter and I, I saw enough weapons to try to build it around a pirate build. So this is this is probably terrible, to be honest, because I, I don't know what I'm doing with aggro in particular in general. I don't know what I'm doing with Demon Hunter. I'm just being completely honest, but I wanted to try something. So this is something that I came up with. Um, so it's two Battle Fiend, which is the one mana two two after your hero attacks game plus one attack. Um, two Crimson Sigil Runners, which are the one mana two one outlast draw card. Two Furious Felfins, um, Battle Cry if your hero attack this turn, gain plus one attack and rush to three two. Um, two Spectral Sight, draw a card, outlast, draw another. Um, two Umberwing, which is a one mana, two mana, one, two weapon with battle cry, summon two, one, one Fellwings. Um, two Seder Overseers, which are three mana, four, two after your hero attacks, summon a two, two Seder. Um, two Wrathscale Nagas, which are three mana, three ones after a friendly minion dies, deal three damage to a random enemy. Um, one copy of Kane Sun Fury, which is the four mana, three, five charge, all friendly minions attack, uh, ignore taunt. Um, two copies of Warglaze of Azanoth, five mana, three, four after attacking a minion, your hero may attack again. And then the rest of them are, are mostly pirates. You have uh, South Sea Deckhand, HenchClan Hogsteed, um, Knife Juggler, Parachute Brigand, one copy of Cult Master, um, Dread Corsairs, one copy of Horde Pillager, and a Captain Greenskin. So again, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I'm probably not taking as enough, enough advantage of the minions dying things, but I also didn't see enough things there that were worth taking advantage of. So I, you know, this, this is a half-hearted attempt at all honesty at building an a, a aggro demon hunter, but it's, you know, it's the best I got for you. So, all right. So let's go from a class I'm not excited about to a class I'm very excited about. And we haven't talked about priests very much at all yet. And, um, I've been playing a little bit of Highlander priest on ladder. I played that on a stream uh, last week. It's a lot of fun. And I started before, even before I did that, I started building out a um a highlander dragon priest and i'm really excited about this it may not the, the individual cards may not all be correct but i think there's something here so let's let's go through it um so you have one copy of cleric of scales which is the one mana one one uh if you're holding a dragon discover a spell from your deck um one dis disciple these are all one one copy obviously disciple of galacron holy smite reliquary of souls dragon moss sentinel which is a two mana one four if you're holding a dragon gain plus one attack and lifesteal uh, Penance, Shadow Word, Death, Dragonmaw, Overseer, which is a 3-mana 2-2. Two, two. At the end of your turn, give another friendly minion plus 2 plus 2. Uh, Madame Lazul, Mind Flayer, Karj, uh, Fate Weaver, uh, Chrono Breaker, Convincing Infiltrator, Time Rip, Aeon Reaver, Galakrond, uh, One Skeletal Dragon, which is a 7-mana 4-9 Taunt. At the end of your hand, add a random dragon to your hand. Soul Mirror, which is the 7-mana Legendary Spell. Summon copies of all enemy minions. They attack their clones. Uh, Natalie Selene. Uh, Plague of Death, Zephyrus, Devoted Maniac, Twilight Drake, Big Ol' Whelp, uh, Shield of Galakron, Evasive Word, Cartoot Defender, Evasive Draconid, Alexstrasza, and Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. So, lots of dragons, some dragon synergies. Um, we have the Gal enough Galakrons to be able to do a full set of invokes. You probably won't do that. You'll probably only do two, but that's okay. Um, Cleric of Scales to get the big the big spell clears and, but a lot of minions to be able to take advantage of some of the board buffs. Again, some of the, some of the, the cards may change, but I've played, uh, you know, this is, this is less all in on things like thought steel than the version that I was playing on ladder. 
I think this feels a little bit better just kind of playing a tempo priest and, and putting big butts on board and then having some of those spells to re- to reset when you lose board. Um, I think this this feels like it has potential. There might be some some changes that need to be made, but I'm, I'm actually really excited about Highlander Priest, Highlander or, or Dragon Priest in general in uh, in the next set. All right, so next up we have a, a mid-range Beast Hunter. Um, these are all class cards. Um, we have two Hellbore, which is the one mana, two, one, give a, a random beast in your hand, plus one, plus one. Um, two copies of Fresh Scent, which is twin spell, give a beast, plus two, plus two. Scavenger, Scavenger's Ingenuity, um, two sca- Scavenging Iena, two Animal Companion, two Agment, Augmented Porcupines, which is a three mana, two, four, Death Rattle, do deal this minion's attack damage randomly spit, split among all enemies. Um, two Desert Spear, two Diving Griffin, two Kill Command, to Unleash the Hound, Zixor, Apex Predator, because it goes in everything. Um, two Machnathal Lions, two copies of Scrapshot, which is uh, four, four mana, deal three damage, give a random beast in your hand, plus three, plus three. Um, t- two Tundra Rhino, two Scavenging Hyena, no, sorry, I said Scavenging Hyena, two uh, Savannah Hymane and Beastmaster Leorox. So um, I'm, I'm very interested to hear what a friend of the show, Sadisi, thinks about this, because, uh, you know, I'm not a hunter expert like he is, but this feels like it's got something, some potential here. Um, it's all class cards because most of the beasts that were introduced are not good. Um, Burrowing Scorpid is, is, has potential, but I don't know that you necessarily, it's necessarily going to take the, the spot of anything in this deck. Um, but the, the scrap shots are interesting just because they're additional face damage and they buff up things like if you can try to get the Zixor Prime into your hand, that can make things pretty scary. Also being able to buff a Tundra Rhino is, is relevant, Right. Um, being able to get a, a bigger charger and then be able to get more other chargers um, is, is an absolutely irrelevant thing. Um, I don't... We might want to run clear the way in this. I don't know if we have enough rushes. I was a little bit concerned um, because you really just have... You really just have the, um, the, the stuff coming off the spears, which maybe is enough. You have diving griffins, you have... Uh, Machnathal Lions, and then you have uh, Zixor. And, and that's kind of by design because you want to be able to get Zixor Prime out, right? So, you know, that's not... The Diving Griffin would, would hit one of the Zixors ideally um, most of the time. So I, I don't know if Clear the Way is good enough here, but I mean, I, I suppose if you play Zixor Prime, you're going to get another 4-4 on top of it, but that's kind of feels win more to me. Um, but this feels okay. Um... You know, it, it seems like it has potential. It's not as, I mean, it's never going to be as busted as Master's Call and Dire Frenzy, but I don't think it ever would be. But there's enough buffs in here. This could get scary in a hurry. Um, and I, I threw a lot of shaded augmented porcupine when it was revealed. But, I, you know, with enough buffs, it could be, it could get there. I, it, it could potentially get there. So next up, we have a stealth rogue with all the stealth synergies that were introduced in the set. It seemed like a natural, um, natural way to go. And, and Spy Mistress seems like a pretty busted card that you want to start building around. Um, so this is, um, two copies of Shadow Step, two Feral Cat, two Spire Mistress, which is the one mana three, one stealth, um, two Ashtong Slayer, which is a two mana three, two battle cry, give a stealth million plus three attack and immune this turn, um, two copies of Cold Blood, two Eviscerate, two Sap, two Skyvateer, two Cable Rat, a comma, which is the stealth three mana three, four with Death Rattle Shuffle, the Prime into your deck, the, the, de- the Prime is, I believe, a six, five permanently stealthed. Um, two Evil Miscreants, Edwin, two Greyheart Sage, which is a three mana, three, three battle cry. If you control stealth minion, draw two cards. Um, 
two burrowing scarped, uh, four mana five two with a battle cry, deal two damage if this kills the minion, gain stealth. Um, two escape mana saber, one wasteland assassin, which is a four a five mana four two stealth reborn, and then heist baron togwaggle. So much lower to the ground than rogues normally are right now. Um, topping out at the togwaggle basically just because we're going to be running enough lackeys to get value out of it and then draw free cards. You also have the Greyheart Sages to draw free cards. Um, you can, you have enough low cost stuff. You could probably get a decent Edwin out. Um, you have Shadow Step because that's a stupid card and you, you should probably need it anyway. I actually realize we don't have Backstab, <laughs> which shows how much Rogue I play. So maybe there's there's some room in here for improvement. Maybe you take out like the Wasteland Assassin and, um, and, and I don't know what else. Uh, maybe one of the saps or, or something. But I do like the Cold Blood in the list, mainly because you have these stealth minions that are likely to stick. And then that's a lot of face damage you can push. It, it might even be better than Eviscerate in this deck. I don't know. Um, maybe you cut like one Pharaoh Cat and the Wasteland Assassin for backstabs just to be able to have that. But it's not. It's also not critical a combo, but you do want to be able to get stuff out. So, um, you know, there's different ways to build this deck. But I, I think Stealth Rogue has enough here that there could be... There, there could be something here. Um, you can even go so go deep enough to start running like Jungle Panther and stuff like that if you really want to. But um, anyway, this is just to give you ideas. But this is, I, I think there's something here. There, there might be an optimal list that could actually be. All right, we're still not done. <laughs> Says we have a Spell Mage. Um, so these are all class cards, obviously. So we have one copy of Vocation, um, two copies of Font of Power, which is uh, one mana. Discover a Mage minion if your deck has no minions. Keep all three. Um, two learn Draconic. Two Ray of Frost, one copy of Ancient Mysteries, um, two Encanter's Flow, which discount all your spells in your deck by one, two Arcane Intellect, one Counterspell, one Mirror Entity, one Netherwind Portal, which is the new secret. Um, after your secret, after your opponent casts a spell, summon a random four cost minion. Um, two Fireball, two Apexis Blast, which is the five mana spell, deal five damage if your deck has no million, summon a random five cost minion. Two Blizzard, two Flame Strike, two Deep Freeze, which is the eight mana spell that freezes an enemy and summons two three six water elementals. Two Power Creation, two Buzzle Box, a Yogg-Saron, and a Pyroblast. So it, it does top out pretty high, but the rest of the curve getting there is pretty low. Um, you do have the Learn Draconic in there to just get the minion out. Um, you have uh, an assortment of spells so that you're never just playing the one. You can kind of keep your opponent on your toe on their toes. They don't know which spell it, which secret it is. You don't want to go all in on on just the Netherwind portals because then they know exactly how to play around that or how to prepare for that. Um, and then the one Ancient Mystery is just to pull one of those out, just to help kind of get through the deck a little bit more. Um, I don't know if this is good enough. I, I, I This might be a five-set or a six-set deck once you have enough spells to, to justify it, but it's definitely something you can do um, right now. And, I, and there's like enough big bombs at the, at the top end that maybe it's good enough to get there, but or it might just need another set in order to be really good. So another another deck with all class cards um, is going to be Pure Paladin, obviously. And um, we're going to run the Librams and see if that makes this deck a little bit better. So we've got two Aldor Attendants, which are two mana, two, three battle cry, reduce the cost of Librams by one this game. Um, two copies of Sanctuary, two Subdue, two Bronze Explorer, two Bronze Herald. Um, one copy of Dragon Rider Talritha, because you're running a decent number of dragons. I think you are. Yeah, you're running enough dragons to justify Talritha. Um, two Consecration, two Equality, um, two Lifeforge Zealot, um, two True Silver Champions, two Eldor Truth, Truth Seekers, which are the five mana four six taunt, reduce the cost of your Librams by two this game, two Amber Watchers, two Librams of Justice, which is a six mana one four weapon, change the health of all of any minions to one, um, Lifeforge, two Lifeforge Crusader, 
Tyrion, and then two Living Rooms of Hope, which are the nine mana eight health, uh, restore eight health, summon a guardian with Taunt Divine Shield. So you're running all the Living Rooms and the Living Rooms support cards. Um, you're running a fair number of dragons to be able to get the, the value off the Dragon Rider. And we're, we're not running the low-end Librum. I'm, I'm not convinced that that's necessarily good enough. But, um, and, and you might need some, you might need some air raids or something like that in the early game if you need to, um, if you need some survivability. Um, you know, there's, there's some different, you know, different combinations of things depending on what the meta looks like. But it looks like with enough support, you can kind of build a slightly slower pure paladin that's just going to win through value. And that looks intriguing. So I, I think there's, I think there's some potential here too. All right. We're almost to the end. Um, I, I do have to wrap up cause I got to finish with my lunch break, but, um, we are almost done, but we have a couple of spicy decks. That I did not want to leave off the list and they're both Maligos decks. So first we have a Maligos Shaman, um, two Frost Shock, two Lightning Bolt, one copy of Witch's Brew, two Farsight, Lady Vosh, which is the, uh, three mana. What is she? She is... Uh, three mana, four, three with spell damage plus one, and the she shuffles the prime into your deck, which draws three spells and discounts them all by three. Um, you have two mana tide totems, two serpent shrine portals, which are the three mana spell that deals three damage and summons a random three cost minion with overload one. Um, two hexes, two Hagathis schemes, one copy of the lurker below, two earthquakes, two walking fountains, two overconfident orc, which is a three mana one six taunt when it has full health, it has plus two attack. Um, two Cobalt Spellkins, two Cartoon Defenders, Siamat, Geppetto, Joybaz, and Maligos. So the idea is you're either going to discount Maligos with Geppetto, or you're going to discount, Va you're going to get Vosh Prime, and you're going to draw your burn, and you're going to discount all of that, and you'll play that with Maligos and be able to throw a whole bunch of burn at, at face. This is probably a meme. <laughs> um... You, you probably are not going to get this to work out very often. But I, I wanted to try it because, I mean, when I saw Lady Vash, my, my thought immediately went to Maligo Shaman. And that's been something I've been trying to make happen for a long time. So this might do it. Um, we'll see. Uh, you, you know, you have you also have the Farsight in there for some for additional um, discounts. And you could run Frizz, too. I don't think it's, it's worth it just for Maligos, but you could. Um, so we'll see. But I, I think this this has potential. Uh, it's probably not there yet. I think with another set, it might be able to get there. But, you know, this is probably a meme. It's probably not going to work out very often, but it's something you can certainly try. Um, the other Maligos Shaman, or Maligos Shaman, the other Maligos deck is a Maligos Warlock, um, which is uh, two Mortal Coil, two Reign of Fire, two Soul Fire, Kanrathad, Ebonlock. I'm going like, to hate these names when I'm casting. Um, two Nether Breath, two Plot Twist. Two dark skies, the dark two copies of the dark portal, which is a four mana spell draw minion. If you have at least eight cards in hand, it costs five less. Um, two crazy netherwing, two abyssal summoner, one Caladon the breaker, which is a six mana three three battle cry destroy a minion. If this if it drawn this turn, destroy all minions except this one. Uh, Feldris Fel, Fel, Valdris Felgorge and Felord Betrug, and then the neutrals are two scale riders, Frizz, uh, two twilight drakes, Siamat, Alex Draz, and Maligos. So again, the idea is to try to discount. The Maligos and draw it. If you don't, if you draw it before you get a chance to discount it, then you have you have a chance. You have two plot twists to reshuffle your hand into your deck. Um, you can use, and then you can use the Dark Portal once you've gotten a big enough hand to um, to make the Maligos cost four. And then once you have it costing four, then you can you can throw all the rest of your of your damage at face. You could you will have enough mana to be able to play two Nether Breaths, 
two soul fires and two rain of fires. The rain of fires are six apiece. That's 12. Um, the soul fires are nine apiece. That's, um, that's 18. So that's 30 right there. And then the nether breasts are, are also nine apiece. So any combination of those with, uh, with a dark portal Malagos should get you lethal and then some, um, I, I'm throwing the rain of fire in there as some, just some extra, um, just some extra insurance and being able to, to get all the burn together again, probably a meme, but seems like a fun one. So if you're looking to have fun the first couple of days of the ladder, this seems like a, like it could be a fun way to go. All right. That's it. We did it. Five minutes to spare on my lunch break, but we did it. Um, so, uh, thank you as always for listening. Um, I hope you're excited about the new set. I, I know I am. Um, I am very excited. If you, if you are someone who has not seen me stream or, or someone who is, um, I will be doing my regular, um, episode with my wife, Maureen should be a little bit earlier than normal. I think we're, we're, we're shooting for like five or five 30, but I'll have exact time on Twitter once we worked out those details, um, where we open up all of our packs. I should have something like 150. She'll probably have something close to hundred or 125. And, um, she makes fun of me the whole time and, and people seem to, seem to enjoy that. And, and then I'll play some, uh, I'll play some weird decks and, and try out some things and we'll experiment together. So. Um, you know, I, I, you also should go listen to happy Hearthstone at the happy Go listen to the rest of the card review after you're done with this or, or you, maybe you're already done with that and you're coming here. Um, but you know, go listen to that if you haven't already. And if you are coming from the happy Hearthstone, thank you for coming by. I appreciate it. Um, and I, you know, as always, you can get in touch with the show. You can follow the show on Twitter at off curve you can follow me on Twitter at wicked good. All of the links for all of these decks will be at offcurve.com, um, which is where you can find the show notes as well as, um, as well as the, the master's tour dashboard, which I am still maintaining and have to go overhaul some code because all the, uh, all the, the decks are going to be changing. And, um, you can follow, follow me on Twitch at twitch.offcurve.com or we could, or twitch.tv slash we FM. Um, you can join our discord community and talk about all the decks you're playing at discord.offcurve.com and, um, you know, leave a review in Apple podcasts if that's something you're inclined to do. Um, if you, uh, are in a position where you want to donate, where you want to donate directly to the show, I always appreciate that given, the, given the times we're in completely understand if you don't, um, if you're not in a position to do that, please don't, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. So I, I would rather you, you know, if you need that money, don't, don't feel like you need to give it to me. Um, but if you, if you are in a position and want to, I, I'm, you know, happy to, happy to, um, say thank you for that. And, um, you know, enjoy the new set. We got a new year. It's looking like a good one and it'll be fun. So um, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.